I'm going to share a few things before we pray and prepare your hearts to have moments of prayer even as we move on this month. Friends, what can we savor from the story of Cain and Abel? But that God desires sacrifice. He desires a sacrifice that costs us. That Cain could only give over produce of his field. You know, that is just a percentage of the fullness of what he had. But that Abel was able to give the best of the best. The fat lambs. And those are the ones that pleased the Lord. And he found favor in his eyes. Truly we must count our costs when following Jesus. It is not convenient. And if we do not count that cost, what happens is that we are willing to follow him from afar. You could be following him, but you are following him from afar. And what happens is that when that happens because you are afar from him, you no longer desire the real thing. You will be satisfied with the illusion of him. The body of Christ is too far gone from who Christ Jesus really is that we are now satisfied with the illusion of him. And if you have never seen anything better than the real thing, you will have an affinity, you will have, um, you will be more easily convinced with the illusion because you have never seen the real thing. You have never encountered the true person of Christ. And therefore, the illusion is more appealing to you. And because you are not willing to pay the, the cost to go deeper into God, the illusion of him and of Jesus becomes so easy for you to buy. And the illusion that I'm talking about is showmanship. A celebrity culture that is building in the church. That now, deep inside our hearts, we know and we know and we know that we really desire Jesus. And we know and we know what it means to have true worship, to have true prayer, to have true fellowship with the brethren. But that because we, have, we are not willing to count the cost, it is easy for us to buy the illusion. And the illusion can be convincing. The illusion that I'm talking about is the showmanship that goes on on pulpits that now we are willing to accept anyone that comes our way whom we don't even know their history in God and that as long as they are charismatic and that they have gone to a school of study and they have degrees that we are willing to accept them and that whoever has charisma enough whoever can talk in a motivational tone enough that they can minister to people whoever has a voice that they can join this ministry 
that now whoever has money or is positioned in a certain way economically can now go to the clergy and that now we want the pastors the pastor to be celebrated and that the pastor celebrates those people in the congregation you know that he wants us to look at uh, to look up uh, at them in a sort of admiring way because they have achievements in life because they have money because they have success and that there is this celebration culture that is building in that there are now these kinds of ministers that are now popular you know and we now want to have all the big stars in a conference and that now we want to come to this conference as believers to celebrate them and we are willing to worship them and to 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 praise them and now we are attracted by them and that they don't have a burden for the church these are men that clearly don't have a burden for the gospel these are men who don't have a burden for the sheep of god but that we are willing to submit to their teaching and to listen to them and to shout and to scream at what they are saying because of the showmanship and the charisma that they bring because of the aura that they carry and the and, and the miraculous and and and, and just they are, they are, they are spitting out blasphemies and and errors and teachings that do not glorify the lord but just makes you to lust after the material flesh and the things of the world and now we are willing to stay in that illusion and we are satisfied that by that sort of shallow spirituality where the miraculous seems to be a very high level of, of spirituality but the the miraculous is just the beginning jesus condemned the three cities that he did the most miracles in read matthew 11 verse 20 to 24 corazim betsaida capernaum he did most miracles there but he went back to cast those cities after he did all those miracles because they were not transformed they did not repent the miracles are meant to point to jesus and so we are satisfied when we will win souls in courts and we can fill stadiums and that people have just come to see the miraculous and to and to praise this man of god that now he is a he he is a he's a panoramic seer he's a microscopic prophet and that show and that f- flash life of celebrity and tv and that this minister can now sing this much and that people just leave that place so engrossed and so wowed by the gifting but they have not encountered Jesus it is not worth it it is an illusion so before we pray i want to read for you romans 1 and i pray that god's word will give even more vocabulary to what i've just said it says for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth for what can be known about god is plain to them because he has shown it to them for his invisible attributes namely his eternal power and divine nature 
have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies amongst themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So, friends, today we are going to pray that God renews a hunger for the spirit of truth in the church. We are going to pray the Lord, we are sorry for exchanging the truth about Jesus for a lie. That we have been willing to serve the creature rather than the creator. The Lord, we have exchanged the immortal God for images of men on pulpits that are full of charisma and prosperity. And because they have a certain aura and they have a, an abundance of followers and, minister, uh, and ministries planted all around the world. Lord, we want the real thing. We want Jesus in his full self. We are praying, my God, that we will not be caught up in the illusion of, uh, of showmanship, the illusion of charismania, the illusion, of oh God, of men who want to come and pull stunts and shows of miracles, but that, Lord, they are not burdened by the things of heaven. They are not burdened by the things of God. They are not burdened by, the etern by eternity, by eternal things. They are not burdened by your heart, my God, we pray. The Lord, we will not be caught in this illusion. For Lord, it is easy to be caught in, in, in something that is not real and for us to, 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 to love it so much and that we are now okay to be lied on we are okay to be cheated upon because we have not seen anything better. That now, Lord, we are, we are now willing to be cheated. It's now like a magic show. That even though we know that it is not true, but because it has wowed us, because we are fascinated, we end up loving it. But deep inside us, we know that we know that there is something deeper. There is an extra depth unto our love for God. So, Father, we pray today, O oh God, please bring Jesus in his fullness. And we pray, O oh God, knowing that this is a very high asking. And, Lord, even as we pray this prayer, we know that when Jesus comes in his fullness, it will take a lot from us. It will take a lot of our flesh to die, a lot of our ambition, a lot of our selfishness, a lot, a lot of our motives, a lot of our plans of our lives, most of them will be destroyed. A lot of our ambitions for ministry will fall down. 
Lord, teach us to count the cost. Teach us to count the cost of following you. That we will not follow you from afar, Lord. Give us the grace, O oh God, to bear the cost. For at the end, you are worth it. You are worth all the sacrifice and the dying to ourselves that we have to do. But we know that as we pray that we want the true Jesus, it will cost us. We will have to die. We'll have to die to our flesh. We'll have to die to our, the strongholds that have been in our mind, that have been in that have been plugged in there by culture, that have been plugged in there by the lust of the eyes and the flesh and the world. Lord, we pray. We pray. Give us the grace of God to count the cost to follow you. For Lord, it is it is truly better one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. For Lord, it's better to encounter your presence, to encounter the truth, the true Jesus, than the showmanship and the celebrity and the prosperity that is, in the, that is in the Christian circles right now. Lord, we pray that we may bring a hunger for the spirit of truth, that we may know Jesus, that we may know him and the power of his resurrection. We may know him in his full self. The Lord God Almighty, we will not exchange the truth of who he is for images of money and wealth and that he will make our lives better. But that, Lord, he is coming as a consuming fire to occupy our hearts, to fill us again with his love and to transform us from within in a painful process of the cross. But that at the end, there is eternal life, there is resurrection in those areas that were dead because of sin. So, Lord, we pray. We want the real thing. We want the real thing, my God. We are tired of illusions. We are tired of magic tricks. We are tired of gimmicks. We are tired of men who come saying that they are sent of you. And that they might truly have genuine callings, but they are not sent. For we remember that Moses, he had a calling, but he was not sent yet. And that he ended up hurting the people that he was meant to minister to. It was only after you called him in the wilderness that he went. Remember, David had a calling, my God, and was anointed but was not required to rule Israel immediately. That he had to stay in the wilderness to still shepherd and to fight the lions before he came, oh God. After he has been sent. Lord, we pray that your ministers may again hunger for your truth and that your people will no longer be satisfied by just the illusions of who you are. 
we thank you. You are faithful to fulfill it. You always the way, the truth, and the life. Glory unto you forever. Amen. <laughs>